Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kevin. And I'm Leslie. How's your cup of tea? It's not tea. It's hot milk with a splash of tea, Kev. And that's not how you make tea. I see why I make the tea. You make yours is so I I like mine quite milky. You weak. on the other You like weak tea. Weak. Yeah. That when you put it like that, yeah, I do. Yeah. I like strong tea. Yeah, well, I like I yours strong. is too brown. Bit of personality. Oh god. Make you a nice cup of tea, whinged since you've got in the door. I mean look. And also whinged and hobbled, which we'll get into a second. Not having the best of days. Mate, it took you half an hour just to get up the stairs. It did. Right, this is episode 37, number 15. Number 15. Top 15. Hurricane number one wow. in the top 15. Uh, all right, so we are at Britpop Banter on Facebook and Twitter, BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Send us your uh, your plugs, give me pleasures, questions, anything at all. We've got five spots left for Song of the Week, so if there's any bands that you want to promote, Get in touch with them or get in touch with us and we'll hammer them for you. But basically we've got uh, about five spots left at the end of the season to, to fill up. All views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Very true for last week, I think. Boo Radley's, Divine Comedy. There was, there was some bands that took a bit of a beating last week. It's fine, fine with that. Don't care. Don't be sending me a challenge. <laughs> If you don't want the outcome, because <laughs> hashtag convictions. And also, I think it's... Um, it's a good episode, two hours. Yeah. Well, uh, I was expecting it, because it's Paul Weller. Beers as well. Lots we were of, late for Ride. Lots of beers, so let's talk about that. We went to see Ride quite late. Half, half, half an hour late. Half an hour late. They were already into into the set, a couple more songs, and there was the break. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's the encore. Oh well. Oh no. Got to see Killswitch, a couple of songs, and then it was Killswitch. So I was I Future was Love. Happy. You got to see that. I got to see Killswitch. Happy days. Um, what did you think of the Paul Weller episode before we get into Ryan? So I listened to it back, and I and there have been a couple of comments about how passionate I was. You were passionate, Lovely. and I was. Um, and I'm pleased, and I'm actually really pleased that that came across. Of course, it's it it's yeah. sometimes you. It's hard because we do. You talking about you don't have a lot of time. I mean, two hours is a lot of time, but you know, to actually express what that album means. But yeah. I think that we really did go to that album in good detail. As we get into the the top fifteen now, I think a lot of it is going to be that emotional connection to albums. This one is a real example of the, the personal connection that I guess me and you have to it. Um, and I think a lot of people will be surprised to first of all see Hurricane number one probably in our list and then so high in the list. So I'm looking forward to, to talking about that as well. Uh, talk about Raid. What did you think? <laughs> um, I was bored. Um, yeah, not. I don't know. Lovely band. I, you know, just there was nice bits in between songs. I don't think the venue. Helped. I don't understand the sound. I couldn't root this. The vocals. The vocals were way out, and I don't know if that was deliberate and maybe that's been in other gigs. But you, you really couldn't hear the singer. It was just drowned in music, which was good. At good. I don't know. A lot of shoegazing, wasn't it? It was literally shoegazing because there was Andy just in the corner, just playing his guitar, just head down, yeah. just doing his thing. I think that we because we missed half of it. Look, I still look. I still good to see them. Still enjoyed it. Heard a good cu- couple of good tracks. 
Um, good crowd. Good the crowd. crowd is weird. Youngest people there. Hundred <laughs> percent. What about the old man with what the big, with the big belly? Like he looked like he actually would be. He he looked like he should be shopping in a country farmhouse. You know the one with the check shirt and the big belly and bold that kept dancing with us. Oh yes, right. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, there's not, but it was not what I expected. Because they very... had the other crowd where looked indie, shoegazy. Yeah, yeah. That and, he, and yeah, me came out like he walked out of Waitrose. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on here? He was going for it. There was people, it, people really enjoyed it. Like I actually saw, there was a combination of chin strokers, mm. right? Just stood hands in pocket, just watching, who obviously knew the internet was a song. And then you had people dancing, like to that t- type of music, just dancing. And I was like, wow, this is... This is lovely. Very mixed crowd as well. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't male heavy. Very mixed. Different ages. So, did we see the full thing? I can't remember, Leslie. No. When did we leave? Encore, right? Yeah. We were supposed to see who? Andy Bell. What happened? Didn't go. <laughs> it was too late. He wasn't coming on until midnight. Well, no, it was twelve thirty dash one o'clock, maybe. And um, so we went to the pub instead, right? Yeah. Try and a bit. Next day, I was in pieces. Absolute pieces. I was fine. So I've been talking to a few people on, on Twitter stuff about uh, the Paul Weller episode. And they're like, oh, it was the most detailed, thorough, really passionate. And I was like, ah, mate, I was like five or six beers in before we kicked off that episode. And I'm, I'm surprised I could read half of it. Didn't sound drunk. What? When Kev starts to snore, you know he's at a few. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh... Charting. So we talked about charting, and I'm not going to bang on about this, but so we, we talked about last week and we were really excited to chart, right? Because we have we had to change our <laughs> algorithms and all that sort of stuff. In a way, wow. So we got to number six in the UK, right? Six. Six. Wow. And number four in Australia. Mental. That is mental. Mental, mental, mental. So that, that was the Blue Tones episode. So A, that shows you how popular the Blue Tones are. But also just a miracle that we got up that high. So no, absolutely. I'm just amazed by that. And I got some feedback today. So there was um, a girl who I work with who's Aussie. And she was like, and I'd said I was doing a podcast. And she saw me in the car park today. And she's like, oh, I listened to it. And she's like, um, it's weird, you know, when Britpop wasn't really a standalone thing here in Australia. Mm. She's like that. It was probably just bundled in with like alternative yeah yeah definitely it wasn't really a genre and she says but do you know what your podcast has done it's made me start to listen to albums again really and I went do you know what if that's the one thing that we do is get people to actually start listening to albums again then I am over the moon that is fantastic yeah that really made my day because I was like that's lovely she's like yeah because I've actually listened to the album because you talk about it you put the album on and you forget how much you enjoy listening to an album yeah not just songs an album that is one of my favourite things is when people listen to us so they either listen to the album in preparation or they listen to the album after the episode and they tell us how it went and, and they rediscover the album or I think it was a tweet the other day about Wildwood I've just played it twice in a row I forgot how good this was and yeah. I'm like that's that's, that's what I love it. excellent alright anything else before we get into song of the week no we don't have much homework so um, we're going to crack on we've got a lot to cover so Song of the Week is from White Room. Now, White Room, we covered their EP 8 yep. a couple of episodes ago. Both really enjoyed the, the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a song called Bleeding. Um, they actually sent us two songs. Both were really good, so I had a, a really hard time picking. 
Uh, whiteroomhq.com and whiteroomhq on Twitter. They've got a gig at Camden um, on the 4th of October. So if you like what you hear, have a look at the website and go and grab some tickets for there. Um, this track was home recorded and co-produced with local producer Theo Verney and Jake, the lead singer of the band. The aim of this song was to capture the rawness of the band's live performance. Yeah, well. So that's awesome. All right. It is raw. It so is, it yeah. is. It's a punch to the face. It really is, and you know I like them. <laughs> White room bleeding. Punched their face. I like that. Both the songs they sent us were great, so I had a hard time picking. So, thank you so much for sending that through. <gasps> Jody's Jazz Challenge. Next week. What happened? Because it's hard. Didn't do your homework, mate. I did. Well, I've been in Brisbane for a couple of days. You have? I've had a bit of a fall. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the fall. So, so just quickly, to be fair to you, Jody's Jazz Challenge was, I think, nine songs. Yes, of which I'd done six. And then I went back and I went, enjoying this, chuck us some more. 
And he loaded that playlist So it's up. your fault It's my fault So let's take it You didn't do your homework Nothing new there Didn't have time Kev picks up the slack Same old story Nah <laughs> Nah So we're going to put off Jory's jazz challenge To next week Because you've got I, I love the fact that you're committed to it And you're going to do it And I want to do it properly Like genuinely That's, that, that's what I you said I could have easily just gone through the track Skip, skip, skip yeah. But I really do want to give In-depth Feedback on each track And I not agree. just And I want to do it Like I did with Divine Comedy Yeah yeah I want to do it properly Perfect And I'm, I'm really supportive I'm of that I'm halfway through And I tell you I cannot wait For me and you to talk about this Well I'm not sure that'll be true <laughs> So what happened to your leg? Why are you limping? Because I fell over Went to my friend's house on Sunday Yeah For a barbecue Yep Just moved into a new house Yep And I was Literally just Walking out the deck, rolled my ankle, went flying. Oh! Dented my knee right off the deck. Oh. It's gone up like a balloon. Woke up on Monday. It was I could barely walk, and I had to get on a flight Ouch. at seven a.m. to Ouch. Brisbane. Yeah. And I don't think the flying helped with the inflammation. Oh yeah, of course. The swelling. Yeah. And I've been hobbling about. I had a couple of tough days. Doing meetings and stuff And then I had to fly back So you haven't had to rest it at all really No, nah. So I've been taking I've put like Nurofen gel in it Nurofen But then my other leg's sore Because I'm Yeah you're preferring that leg Right okay I'm Trying to drive Because it's my right leg Sydney traffic Stop start stop start Ow 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 Every Bloody yeah, time Yeah yeah So How long's it been since you last fell over? Oh Been a while I've been alright I think you've been You have You have And it's still funny Because when you told me you fell over I'm like Oh and then I went, actually, that's not fair to Leslie. You haven't fallen over in quite a while. Yeah, I haven't. Did a lot of work on my ankles. It's <laughs> not enough, it would seem. <laughs> that walking is a tricky business, Leslie. I know. Uh, we forgot to sing your little jingle song of the week, song of the week. So I'm sorry about that. I know you like that jingle. I know. Okay. However, let's move on to your favourite segment. Yes. Which doesn't have a jingle. And it is the final, final week. Oh, here we go. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the finale yes. of the Britpop Banter Mercury Music Prize. I want to do a recap. What I want to say is I feel that this has been a journey. You you act like it's been tough, but it really bothers me because we've had to suffer a lot of your charts that have been really crap. And at least this has half been interesting because it's contemporary. It's, it's new, what the people want, Leslie. It's new British music. <laughs> We've probably introduced people, because this is a Britpop podcast, two bands and albums they may not have heard before. No one's listening We've catrique these albums. Yes, they are. Okay. So, just because you're not interested, you're like a child. So... <laughs> no, no. And there have been some good albums that have come out of this. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Tr- I mean, surprising. Yes, that, is true. that is true. Would you have listened to these albums? Uh, probably not. Right. So, yes, I'm glad I have listened to See, these. exactly. So... Just to recap Go on Where we are at at the moment Yep In the lead Yep Is Little Sims with Great Area Which we probably didn't see coming at the didn't beginning Didn't see that and This is another reason why this has been good Because I reckon we all sat here and thought the foals had it in the bag Telling you right now I was wrong Okay Foals are second So what we're going to do tonight Is we will announce our winner Given our results Because I've got them here Okay And then what I'm going to do straight after this is I'm going to... Well, when we release the episode, I will put the... Um, I'll put it on Twitter and I will give three 
the top three mm-hmm. to get people's choice. People's choice. It's what the people want. They want it. They want it. So I'll do it straight after the bat so they don't actually get influenced by our next. Oh, no, because they will know. Because it's the next two. Oh, yeah. I have to wait. Or give it away. <laughs> I see. I always get confused. You always get always time awake con- behind. I always, always get time confused. I always think it's now. It's not now. It's not, it's not a week. Live. So I gotta wait a week. Yep. Right, I get you. Okay. But it'll be now for them. Oh. Whoa, back to the future. <laughs> Just call me Marty McFly. <laughs> um so right. out in the lead, we've got definitely in the poll will be Little Sims and Foles. Definitely. Cool. Who is next? It's Ooh. based on this, you reckon? I reckon Who's I can't. Currently in the in, in third place. Who's third position yeah. with um eleven? Slow tie. Wow, what a what a variety! Okay, exactly. Okay, so I am pumped. You are so pumped, pumped to talk oh. about these two. So we've got Dave with psychodrama and Kate Lebon and reward. I want to start with Dave. Straight into Big Dave. Straight into Big Dave. Who's Dave? Dave is a tw- he's twenty years old. He's twenty. Mental. It's been called the biggest rap album to come out of the UK in years. Enemy, you've probably got it. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 again. Guardian, 5 out of 5. Gee whiz. It has, like, the ratings. So I read them after I listened to the album because I never want... Because actually, I, I, I mean, bloody well, enemy told me that Slope 1975 was 10 out of 10. Yeah, so I'll I mean, take that. I'll wait. Pinch of salt. I'll um, This album blew me away. <coughs> Almost choked on my tea there. Like, blew me away. I want to just start with the fact that I had absolutely zero thought that I would even like this. I was dreading it. So, what's this? Just get through it. Just two more albums. I think we know who's going to win. And then bang. Out of nowhere. This guy is an absolute talent. This is poignant. It's haunting. Mm -hmm. It's lyrically incredible. Yeah, it's very powerful. There's a track... Oh, here we go. Called Leslie. Whoa. Yeah. So I thought, that's funny. There's never songs called Leslie. No. And why are you saying there you go? Why are you always so mean? I'm not so... No, no, no. Just... It was if there... It, oh, to be fair, mm-hmm. if there's an album with a track called Kevin on it, chances are I'm probably going to like it. But this song... There's no track. Does anyone know any tracks? Kevin Carter. Great song. Love it. Yeah. And if we talk about that, I'm going to do the same reaction. <laughs> Um, it's 11 minutes long or something, that song. It's mental. It's huge. Leslie? Yeah. Right, okay, keep going, keep going. So, I listened to it thinking, this is ridiculous. I've never had a song named after me in my life. And then I listened to it. Okay. The actual words. Yeah. And the story. Do you want to talk about it? The story. This is, well, first of all, I'm glad it isn't about me. Um, second of all, it is haunting. Like that, it's taken, I can't even get my words out. There has not been a song that has affected me that much, and not just because it's called Leslie, because of the subject matter, okay. the way it's delivered, okay. the end of the song, okay. and his message. There has never the, the message around violence against women is so strong right now, and it is something that obviously happens far too often. Agree. In Australia, more women die by being killed by their partners than most other reasons. It is that severe mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that the UK is clearly that's a statistic that song is the lyrically driven and just about the fact I also have a really good friend called Hannah so the whole thing is a bit weird but 
the fact of the matter is, for me, that is one of the most haunting, poignant songs I've heard such a long time. The music in the background is a basic piano loop, mm. but that's what makes it beautiful because you're so hooked into the story. Yeah. This whole album is a story, so obviously throughout that album and he has that conversation with his yeah. therapist and it leads on to each song. Yeah. Um, it's very clever. It's very good. It's so clever. It is so, like, I just... Gen- Honestly, this album's a work of art. Wow. It is a work of art. And I honestly have been blown away. That track, it's like when you listen to that song by, um, remember when Stan came out by Eminem and it had that story? Yes. It's like this, but on steroids. Okay, cool. Like, it's just incredible. Um, The best track, so Psycho starts off the album, brilliant. Black. So I listened to Black, so he got such a hard time. Yeah, I know, I saw that. For the track Black and Annie Mac stuck up for him, and I guess, I, and then you think to yourself, whoa, that's. Um, I found that interesting that he got a hard time for that. Why? Um, because of the words. Because oh, no, because it's all. I, I understand about that. that. And so basically, it's saying that it's, well, well, that's not a quality, that's blah, blah, blah. And I, and you know, to, I think Annie Max comments were around the fact that, well, if he can't talk about the fact that that's him, well, then I find that really weird. So He's I'm glad a, she stuck up for yeah, her. I love I Annie totally Max. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Um, so that's a great location, is an amazing song. Environment is incredible. You've got the same songs as me. And yeah. then Leslie, yeah. and then Voices. And I, honestly, this album for me is nine out of ten. Wow! Wow! No it, bad songs on the album for nah, you, really? None. And it was nearly nine and a half, and I'm like, that is it better than Little Sims? And I'm don't know what to do because I feel like I put the Mercury Music Prize in your hands and that shit. So <laughs> because I know what you gave Little Sims, mm-hmm. I think I know what you may think of this album. Yeah. But I gotta. Do I think it's better than Little Sims? Yes, in different ways. So I might make this easy for you because you may have to prop you. You may have to think about that a little bit more based on my decision. Um, I love so that's fantastic. I would never have seen that coming. You loving this album so one much. of the best albums of the year. That is fantastic. Really good. What did you think I thought of it? I don't think you're a. Ma- I don't even think it's amazing. I think you think it's okay. Okay. Um, but I don't understand why. Unless you're dead inside. So I think... So first of all... So lyrically, I think this is a very powerful Mm. album. Like I'm listening to... Black especially. It's such a powerful song. And then I read up on that he got hammered for it. I'm like, what are you... You're forgetting what he's actually trying to say here. And it's just... So there there are... I am literally in, in... Same as you. Psycho's good. Black's good. Location's good. Disaster. Environment. Voices. Good songs. Bad songs. Purple Heart. Screwface Capital. Leslie. I found too long. But I understand what he was trying to do. You found it too long? It's too long. No. It's, it's, I'm sure it's like nine or ten minutes no, long. It's an and absolute, it's, it's absolute. And I'm in the rarity because amazing. people, especially Enemy, they loved that. He was brave enough to do a song like that and structure it the way it was. So I get it. And then his message about it, like how he's so against it. And the fact that the song does the story and then you have the female vocalist and then you have that bit at the end. That was gorgeous. Like the whole, you need all of that. It's one of those songs that are just a real, they're like an art form in themselves. They're not just an, that's not just an album track. Mm -hmm. It's not just something you put on an album. That's Mm -hmm. an event. Said this before, so this song 
honestly, I love the fact it's got my name. But apart from that, I didn't expect that. That's good. But I... Oh. Okay. Did you know... So, have you heard or seen of Dave before? No. Do you? Did you watch... Remember the Glastonbury highlights? And there was the kid from the crowd that got pulled out of the crowd and got up on stage. Yes. That was with Dave. So, the kid was Alex Mann singing Tiago Silva. He had the PSG shirt on. And he got on and up. That was with Dave. So was that, it? Yeah, Are you I'm sure? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave, Tiago Silva. It's not on this album, but that's his song. <sighs> right? Um, look, I... I had a real challenge with this with this album because lyrically He played in Sydney in July. No. He was at the end more in July. You're kidding me. That really broke my heart because I was would. looking at doing a wee bit of looking into it and I saw and yeah, he was in, that's not that long ago. Wow. You have only feeling, have done this earlier. That would have been amazing. He's gonna be massive. I mean you could he's massive now, he's gonna be bigger. Um, and he's only twenty. I'm really struggling with this because I enjoyed half the album and the music, generally speaking, is not for me. The other challenges I've got, I'm not going to listen to it again because it's not my type of music. You're not going to listen to that again. I'm not going to listen to it again. Wow. So how do you rate that album? Very powerful, very moving, but not for me. You give it what you rate the songs, which is half the album is good, half the album I walk away from. Five and a half out of ten. So, so let's look at the scores on the doors. What do we got? It, I'm didn't, struggling. Didn't, didn't you need to beat 11 to get it into third place? Yeah, well, it is. Okay. It's but in third pro- place. But the pro- it's in third place? Okay, cool. Perfect. All right. But it doesn't win ours. Okay. What if you bumped yours up to nine and a half? It's no. not going to get it? It's not going to get there. I've held you, held you down. So the winner. Well, we've got, well, 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 we got Kate LeBon. No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Wait, well, this is it. This could be role reversal right here for me. This really? Is... No, no. <laughs> so who's Kate LeBon? The album is a reward. This is she's Welsh. It's her fifth album. Review Guardian, four out of five. Making an album. Uh, there's two things I want to read this from this article. Right, one is the review. So making an album. That isn't what it initially seems is a bold thing to do in a world that prizes immediacy. Where the commonly held belief is that you need to hook the listener quick before they fast forward. As it turns out, reward is appropriately titled. Give it time and it fully reveals itself getting under your skin in the process. Like So that's the nice little blurb. Yeah. They also put, it's not the first time that Le Bon has done something like this. She heralded the release of our 2013 album Mug Museum by handmaking 100 mugs. But a life of self-imposed isolation seems to have a dramatic effect. I feel I may have lost my mind a little at times. She noted of the period spent alternately crafting chairs and writing the songs that make up reward. The striking thing is how unlike an album made by someone losing their marbles in the remote village of Cumbria rewards sounds, at least at first. Right. What do you think? Struggle with it. Ah, me too. Um, it's not an easy listen. No, it's, it's not. really not. I gave not. it a couple of cracks, and I, I, I'm same as you. I kept trying to go back and go back because I thought it could be one of these slow burns. Because we do talk about that, you know. Sometimes they do grow on you. Yep. And I go, mm, I don't. Four no. out of ten. Four out of ten. So I had another challenge. <laughs> it went. Is it a three out of ten? 
right? And then I looked at my threes and I went, okay, I had spiritualized in there as a three. Mm. And I went, well, spiritualized, I'd take over Kate LeBon. Okay, that now puts it at two. Wait a minute, Jerry Cinnamon's at two. Jerry Cinnamon or Kate LeBon? Oh, what would you pick? Kate LeBon. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half. Okay. Two and a half. It's so. it's look. This is this is definitely for some people. There's there are some beautiful bits in it. It's just it's a really tough listen. It's it's really out there. I don't think I'd ever be in the mood okay. to listen to that again. Nah, I see. Okay. So she got six and a half. So drum roll. Coming last is Seed Ensemble with Drift Glass. See, I with five. I, that's because you really hated Seed Ensemble. I still think I would still take that over the 1975. It only beat it by one. It only got one point less. So <laughs> let's just say it's the same. Yeah. Um, num- coming third, Dave with Psychodrama. Second, Folds. Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost, part one. Yeah. And the winner of this year's Britpop Banter. Mercury Music Prize is Little Sims with Great Area. Woo! So I'll pop those three on. Have a listen to those three albums. If you haven't listened to them all, don't bother with the rest. Just listen to these three. Um, But what's really surprised me out of this exercise is the fact that two, the top two... Yeah. Well, top three, sorry, are rap albums. I know. And the one that came pretty much after Foles... So the fourth place would have been another one. Really? It would have been Slow Tight, so that's a grime album. Gee, that's mental. So, yeah. So two rap albums, a grime album, and a kind of indie album. Wow. So Didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. Wow. What this exercise has done for me is I need to open my mind, because I would have, honestly, I would have read Dave, 20-year-old rapper from London, and thought, oh. you've got about as much chance of me listening to that. And then it had been Little Sims, 24-year-old R&B rap, Blah, nah, sounds crap, not doing it. Yeah. Foles, I'd have listened to. Yeah. Slow tie, grime, blah, nah, not doing it. Yeah, yeah. I just, honestly, then, the albums I thought I was going to love, like Anna Calvi and Neo, they just didn't cut it. No, same. And then other Black Midi, Fontaine's, DC, I'd have gone, oh yeah, I like a bit of it, like, yeah, it'd be good. The indie albums didn't cut it. They did not. They did not cut it. So, I'm going to miss this. It was, it was good and I liked you you owned it it was a good, yeah. good little experience thank yeah, you for that what are we going to do now we've got nothing well back to new albums yeah back to new albums and these are new indie albums okay sorry yeah okay but we had some already yeah okay so I'll take them off our master list are you ready to get back into to recent albums yes Black Honey oh. self-titled I think you'll like Black Honey lovely Catholic Action in Memory of. Alright, so last couple of years, these albums, and I think you'll I think you'll like both of them. Okay. Is my gut feel. So um, Black Honey though, a word of warning. Spotify has the deluxe version, which is twenty plus songs. The real version is eleven songs, so stick to that. Okay. Okay. Alright. Moving on. Guilty bloody pleasure. These days, the stars laid out of reach. 
I hate Bon Jovi. Always have. However. <laughs> Come on. So I put this on and I'm like, God, I have to do this bloody Bon Jovi. And the first track hits. Hey, God. And I'm like, two minutes, the build-up's there. And, and I'm like, this is good musically. Then he sings. Now, I have a problem with his voice, right? I just, Why, really? Oh, it's just so croonery, generic. It just, I don't know, I just, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of his voice. However, I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see? So, hey, God, something for the pain. These days, lie to me, damned. Something to believe in. Something. Something not, the, not so great. This ain't a love song. My guitar lies bleeding. It's hard letting you go in Diamond Ring. Diamond Ring is beautiful. Ah. Diamond Ring. This wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Five out of ten. Whoa, six and a half out of ten. <laughs> I love it. These Days is a great song. And you don't like the guitar weeping? Uh, no. Whatever, whatever, no. Right. Bleeding, I mean. You ready? You're going to hate me for this. So I went... I'm getting to the bottom of the barrel, right? And I'm like, <sighs> had some down there that I went, well, I've borrowed this a little bit from my dad. So let's just see how it holds up. These guys come up in every single chart we've ever done in the top 10. No way. You have to like it though. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, so I went... I'm not going to do this to Leslie unless I can sit through this. And actually, and I was like, this is, this is actually quite... And I, I was at work and I'm like, you can be lifted. You lifted are such to. a... <laughs> Lighthouse family, ocean drive. You gave me Bon Jovi, you get the Lighthouse I actually family. like this album though. This... I don't think you like this. Uh, let's see how we go next week. I really enjoyed this and I think you're being a little bit harsh on them. I think you'll like it. They're the most generic pile of pap. What do you think you'll give it? Two. Right, let's see how we go then. (laughs) Gross. Jazz and Lighthouse Family. (laughs) Bit Pop and Liners. Bit Pop and Liners. (laughs) It's a bit of junk. It'll be funny. Here you go. This will cheer you up. You like this bit. I do. The Blue Tone. Woohoo! Thank you to the Blue Tones for helping us in the charts. Yes. Lots of love around the Blue Tones. So, UK bootlegs. Salt upon a bubbling slug. Cut some rug lyrics. <laughs> <just in case. laughs> That's what the brackets are for. Yeah, they, I, was, some uh, of them, I knew that, why? Oh. Yeah, because uh, some people throw lyrics at me and then I'm like, it doesn't make sense. And then I'm like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. Okay. Colin, unfairly overshadowed and should have been bigger. Yes. Echoes of the Roses at their jangliest. Thoughts on that, Leslie? Hmm. No. Um, I don't get that. I don't get that. No? About them. Okay. All right. At their jangliest. I don't feel this. No, I don't feel that. Okay. But I do believe that they were, um, they should have been bigger. Okay. Um, Al, best band of that era, criminally underrated. Agree. Uh, Michael, amazing melodies, brilliant lyrics, and every time I go back to them, it feels like home. That's lovely. That is lovely, and it's true, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. Yep. Like a warm hug, isn't it? It is. Like an open fire. It's a mug of cocoa. Oh. Is it a cup of my tea? No, because that's... <laughs> anyway. Do you drink it? Well, yeah, because like I had... Yeah, what I had... else was going to do? <laughs> There's no beers tonight. No. 
Jill, the band that have been with me through the good, the bad and the ugly days of my life. Absolute gents. I love that. It's lovely. That's why music's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebecca, front and centre at the Blue Tones gig is my happy place. Lovely. Love to see them live, actually. Sarah, you don't, you don't have to have the solution. We do. The Blue Tones, we just need to understand the problem. We do. The Blue Tones are underrated and not given the credit deserved as the Britpop band of the 90s. And the longevity to never going anywhere and keep the home fires burning. I know. It's awesome. That's what I'm saying. I'm waiting for a bad one. I know. Right? David, I walk around my house and think of you with nothing on. Yep. It's a blue tone look. Yep. Tim, simply wonderful. Whenever I hear their name, a mist comes down over my eyes. Great use of that word. Um, Chris, if you know, you know. If you don't, it's your loss. Mm-hmm. Radio said, happy birthday, Jesus. Asked what the, then realised it's the lyrics to I Was a Teenage Jesus, which is a funny song about Jesus. Why don't I know that? I didn't know it either. So when so when he put Happy Birthday, when they put Happy Birthday Jesus, I was like, oh, wait a minute, what? That doesn't, I don't. So then I found out that they, it was a B-side and the very last, so it's a song about Jesus and then the very last, it's like, Happy Birthday Jesus. Like, it's just, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Sarah, far more than just slight return. Yes, because yes. I think that's what people think. Absolutely, honey. I agree. Um, Karen, no challenge should be faced without a little charm and a lot of style. My life motto, a parting gesture, is the only song that can reduce me to tears. Oh. It's oh. amazing. I know. Tam, great band with a sterling back catalogue of tunes and I'm seeing them on Halloween. Lucky Tam. Lucky, lucky, yeah. Michael, if Oasis were Man City, Blur were Chelsea, the Blue Tones were Brentford. Seriously good first album. Brentford. Hmm. It's not quite. A little bit better than that. I would say so. A little bit better than Brentford. Yep. Yeah. What would you say if Oasis were Man City and Blur were Chelsea? I reckon the Blue Tones would be like. Tottenham, Arsenal. They'd have to be one of the top five, right? I don't know. You don't think so? Let's not let's not argue about football. No, but I'm just trying to think. When I actually think about that, where would I actually put them in? Like an Everton. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mid table. Okay. Got it. All right. Solid. With a solid fan base. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, not one bad word about the Blue Tones. No. And we did the Boo Radleys last week. Remember? There was one good one about the. Boo <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we get into this week's album. Mm. Anything else you want to cover off before we get into it? Alright, let's get into it. Alright. Hurricane number one's debut album. The album cover is is a picture of a guy wearing a big sort of brown jacket stepping, right? Yeah. Who's the guy on the cover? I don't know. I tried so hard to find out who that was. Like is it Alex? Stop shots. Is it Andy? Is it is, yeah, who is it? I've no idea who that is. So if someone knows who that is, yeah. let me know. Tell Kev. Um Interestingly, the charts website where I get the information has, and I don't know if you remember these, do you remember the old polystyrene airplanes you used to get, whenever you used to go to the fairground, they were like, the, yes, the crap, you put them, yes, you got the crappy prize, yep. and literally you just, there's a hole in one side and you put Bye. the wings through it, yep. bang. Gliders. And is that what they're called? Aye. Okay, well that's the alternate cover for this album on some of the websites. And it just reminded me of when I was a kid. I've never I seen have... that. I would not. I only, I only know I've that. I've a picture of the charts. They're in here, right? Yeah, but you're right. I used to have those all the time. I used to love them. Yeah. Anyway, um, released on the 15th of September 
This is their debut album, What Followed It. Only the Strongest Will Survive, which came out in 99, went to number 55, that album. Label Creation, produced by Stephen Harris and Andy Bell. Uh, chart position went to number 11, this album, so did a lot better. How long was it in the charts, though? Three. Really? Three weeks in the top 100. Not long at all. Hear about it then. This is a thing I was trying to remember. Who was the person at our school that brought uh, these guys in? Yeah, I think I know who it was. But either way, so again, this is probably one of those. I reckon this will be one of those ones where people go, "I don't really know who they are." What and are they doing in your chart? What are they doing in the chart? And the second of all, guarantee you, we're going to get people go. I looked for them on Spotify and I couldn't find them. I've got no idea about this album, which we'll get to. Right. So charts, you ready? Albums. Number 10, Genesis, Calling All Stations. <laughs> Number 9, Much Love by Shola Ama. What's that? Remember? You might need somebody. Is that Much Love? Not that. Okay. But this is albums, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and she's not in the singles, so let's go with that. That's the only song I know off that album. The Very Best of Supertramp. Yeah, well. Number 7, Older by George Michael. Oh, I love that. Number six, The Fat of the Land by The Prodigy. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? Uh, Liam, uh, not Liam, uh, Liam is making music again. I know, I saw that. So, okay, pause, time out. So, obviously, sad news about uh, Keith. And we talked about what the, what's going what's gonna to happen now to The Prodigy. So, Liam's tweeted a picture of him making music again with The Prodigy logo. How do you feel about it? Well, it's not going to be the same. I'm think... glad he's making music, um, but it isn't going to be the same. So it's because Keith made a lot made a lot of those tracks mm. his own because mm-hmm. of him. Yeah, and his lyrics. I mean, his vocals. Yeah, but I I feel like I'm glad that they are, but I don't know where it's going to go. And mm. I feel that you know people will buy it, mm. and but. I don't feel passionately one way or the other. I know that I'm going to go, well, you know there's not going to be a fire starter on it. And mm-hmm. you know there's not going to be that. Mm. But there are other tracks that don't necessarily have Keith's influence that are still really solid dance tracks. Correct. Electronic tracks. So Correct. then I go, well, it's just, well, now we know the direction of the album is going to have to be unless they get guest Correct. vocalists because they've still got Maxim and they've still got... Yep. They'll probably get other people that, to come in. Yeah. Um, they may even have samples of Keith. I don't know. I don't know if they'd do that. Yeah, If they maybe. would find that... I don't know if that's if they'd feel that that was appropriate. Um, Tricky one, that one, right? But there's, there's still the chance that they could because they may have recorded stuff before. They Absolutely. could loop that. Anyway, so I, I think... I'm glad that they are because I think it's part of a process for them. And it's never a bad thing, a Prodigy album being released. No. So... But I just wonder the direction. Yeah, okay. A lot of positive feedback on the... Because I was like, oh, I really want to see what the comments are. Because people on social media can be really tough. Really supportive. Like, just want to... I think there's so much love for the band. And they've obviously been quite private in in the grieving process. That I think seeing something like that is a sign that we're dealing with it. We're getting past that. And I think people are genuinely excited to keep hearing that that brand of music that only the prodigy have yeah. so I mean I, I kind of get I, we'll never 
forget about Keith. Obviously, we've got these great anthems, but it's it's so positive to see the the band Absolutely. moving on. Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep going. Number five, OK Computer by Radiohead. Oh. Number four, White on Blood by Texas. Oh. Number th- number three, Butterfly by Maria Carey. Oh. <laughs> <I> just- <laughs> uh, number two, Be Here Now. Oh. I tell you, 1997 was a genre. Number one, Marching Already by Ocean Colossus. Oh, God. What a, what a chart. What a time to be alive. What a time. But it was. Yeah. Imagine growing up and that's the chart. Instead of Khaled, Justin Bieber. Oh. Some other clown with a remix. Yep. And that other thing. So. What other thing? Th- did I tell you? Have I told you this story? So when I did that DJ thing at my work. Yeah, no, we haven't talked about that on the podcast. No, so I had a, so basically the place I work won an award and then we had a party and I said I'd DJ. And I said, I'd take requests, which is ridiculous. And a lot of the times you've got to play stuff that you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, there was about 10 people were like, can you play Lil, Lil Nas X? Who? I'm like, what's that? <laughs> what's that? And they're like, Old Town, New Town or Old Town. I don't even know what it's called still. And I went, right. Well, I'll look it up. So I looked it up and then I listened to it. It's literally like a Billy Ray Cyrus song that's been kind of countryfied, yet rap, yet hip hop And it's hideous. Oh, God. Like, listen to it after this. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, if I pause, I want you to play it. You just, because this is worth a chat. This is the state of music. Okay, nowadays. we're going to pause and we're going to listen to this. Wow. Yep. What is that? It's yep. country, country with. Hip hop. So, I just want to point out. That's the state of music today. When we talk about the charts. Yeah, and okay. we get excited. Yeah, that's a very fair point. Okay, cool. Singles? Are there any like this? Here we go. Undos Trez by Ricky Martin. <laughs> so it's pop too soon. <laughs> Undos Trez. That's that one. Yeah. Number nine, Never Gonna Let You Go by Tina Moore. Oh, I don't know what that one is. Uh, oh, Bellini, Samba de Janeiro. Is that the Samba? Yeah. Hey, Samba! Samba! Uh, Fixed by Blackstreet. You Have Been Loved by George Michael. Oh my God, that's an amazing song. Is it? It's beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Speaking of beautiful, Men in Black by Will Smith. Awful. Number four, the drugs don't work by the fair. Oh man, see, there's that. Oh no, I can't. Oh, like seriously. <laughs> <if we're>, uh, <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> can you imagine a track like that now getting into the top five? Not a chance. Right, that nonsense. So you've come off the high. The drugs don't work. You've gone into tub thumping by Chumbawamba. Oh no, my boss asked me to play that. No. Did you? I did. Oh, it's one thing to be asked, but the other one to play it. What do you do? Because I was like, I'll play one request. Because she's like, I've got to go now. What do you want? That Really? Is that the song? It was either that or Sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond. Oh, and and you hate? That was in your top list of all. Mm. Yeah, I know. That's... I know, I know, I know. Shame. It's called selling out. It was disgusting. (laughs) I went home and had a shower. (laughs) Number two, uh, Sunshine... By Dario G, Sunshine. Yeah, I hated that song. What is it? Yeah, you'd know it. Go... Is that you a dance do it, you song? Do know it. Dance song? Number one, Something About the Way You Look Tonight by Elton John. And something about the way 
tonight takes my breath away. And then it's got brackets. Well, sorry, candle in the wind. So oh, is that is that because be that's an old song, that, isn't it? Something about the way you look tonight. Yeah, and then he released that, and then he um, because then he brought out candle in the wind for uh, Princess Diana. Yep. All right, you ready? Get into hurricane number one. Back into it. All right. One of our favourite albums ever. That's my introduction. What do you think? Wow. Steep. Okay. One of Kevin's favourite albums ever. Um, so so we talked about briefly last week how big this album was to us. Talk about your memory of this album. My memory of this album is having it on cassette. Mm-hmm. Is go to school and it being on all the time. Having it playing in your... Missing micro. Yep. <laughs> At home, singing it, like, just loving it. Like, absolutely adore this album. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, there was just like a real, I don't know, I had a group of friends and everybody seemed to like it. It's interesting to me now when I think back, when you told me there, I'm still pretty shocked the fact it was only in the top 100 for three weeks mm-hmm. because it's, it, it feels bigger like that It feels bigger than that for me So the albums that I imagine we talk about from now to the end mm-hmm. You'll probably tell me Oh they were in the charts for 65 weeks They were in the charts for 100 weeks Yeah. And the whole world bought them And they sold a million copies and blah blah And I think that's probably the path that will go mm-hmm. This I imagine I'd love to know how many copies they sold Oh okay I don't have that I might <laughs> actually google that Because I, cause I think that I need to know Because what's hard for me is to measure this album Versus what people what the wider population felt mm. versus what we feel. Correct. Because we spoke about it, like Be Here Now sold 350,000 copies in the first week. Yep. I'd be surprised if they sold 350 <laughs> copies. So, yes. I want to look into that because I think this album is way bigger for us than for the average person. Yeah, I agree. But I think the majority of people that listen to this podcast because they have an interest in that type of music will know who they are. Yeah. And we'll know this album. Yeah. And we'll know some of the tracks. Yeah. And so I don't think that they're going to go, oh, never heard of them. Yeah. I think they'll go, want to know, they're listening today to find out why we yeah. think it's there. Yeah. Okay. I want to know what people think of Hurricane Number One as well. This yep. feels, it feels like an audio web where it's something a bit yep. special to me and you. However, Bigger I, than that though. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I think genuinely people who like, Britpop, indie, guitar music will actually genuinely like discovering yep. Hurricane Number One if they haven't. Yeah. So I'm hopeful for that. All right. So Hurricane Number One formed in Oxford in 1996 with ride guitarist Andy Bell, Alex Lowe on vocals, Will Pepper on bass, and drummer Gareth Farmer. We're going to step back to ride a second. Hundred thousand copies. Is that it? Says yeah, the album's released. Oh, that was in the US. It sold hundred thousand copies. Yeah, it must be way more than that. Yeah, I've got. To okay. f- I've got to find that out. Keep searching. All right. So we're going back to Ride, who we just saw. Ride were formed again back in Oxford in '88. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, they were touring with their new album. We also talked about that last week. This is not a safe place, which both you and me gave it a seven. Yep. We both really like that album. So if you want to listen. If you're going to go into Hurricane Number 1, step out and listen to Ride's new album as well, which is really good. So Ride were Andy Bell, Mark Gardner, Lawrence Colbert and Steve Quaralt, and all are considered pioneers of the shoegaze scene. Andy doesn't like this term though. 
He said, my first reaction was like, this is another boring tag. These days, that's pretty much still my reaction. So Andy still feels shoegaze, doesn't like the tags. Okay, good segue. Oh, pausing. Bang, straight on. I like the way you set this up. So, two things. Okay. First thing. Yeah. And I actually feel a challenge coming on to each other. Oh. So we'll play this out. So... <laughs> Doing like having a little look around, and I thought, you know, we'll probably talk about about um, um, Alex Lowe. We'll talk about um, Hurricane Number One. We're probably not going to get a chance to talk about Andy Bell specifically because he's dots in and out of the bands that we'll discuss. Correct. So I thought, I wonder, first of all, what his thoughts are on Britpop. Mm-hmm. So there's two things we'll talk about. First of all, he feels that shoegaze mm-hmm. is better than Britpop. Ooh. And we'll get into why. Okay. But then I thought, wonder what his influences are. So he talks. So he then did an interview and he talked around his love of shoegaze. He doesn't necessarily talk about the term, but how he loved it. And he has his five essential shoegaze albums. And I thought, oh, okay. Because we've had a discussion before. Yeah. Because you're not a massive fan. No. And when we started this off, you're like, oh, I don't really know what are people talking about. And, and I thought, okay, so let's think about the five essential shoegaze albums. I think we listen to them mm-hmm. and we make that a challenge. Doesn't have to be next week because we've got Jazzy McJazz Jazz. Can we get a shoegaze challenge, Hartman? Can we get a shoegaze challenge? I'll tell you what he thinks. These, I think these five should be in, but we're going to open it up. I want everybody who loves shoegaze, because I know there's a few of them, yeah. to give us a shoegaze album that's not this. Till we get to 10 let's we'll do a shoegaze yeah, challenge Let's get someone to do a playlist You read through the albums Right And so someone Because we've got a few Shoegaze fans out there Take the challenge Create a shoegaze playlist With these albums in mind Yep So right? the first one Loveless by My Bloody Valentine Yeah okay Okay They've and come up a lot Actually Nowhere by Ride so. Oh yeah okay cool Suvlaki so by Slow Dive Right Okay yeah Yep Mescal Head by Swerve Driver. Yep. And Spooky by Lush. Uh, Anybody wants to add to that? All bands that came up, when we were sort of collating these lists, these are all yep. names that vaguely came up, but we had no experience or exposure to them. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to do a shoegaze challenge for me and you, we're all in. And then pop those. Have a th- Yeah, if, they, if, if you're happy with those. If you think they're the best examples of yep. shoegaze for me and you to rate... Absolutely. Let's let's get educated about shoegaze. Hundred percent. Excellent. What else you got? So then, in another interview um, that he had, he spoke around. Um, also with Mark Gardner, he spoke. He talks around shoegaze and Britpop. He says. So the question is, shoegaze has never fully come back in a fashion, um, but there continues to be bands influenced. And he's like, yeah, I think so. When Ride broke up, I didn't feel like people around the world thought it was a great loss for music. But gradually I started feeling that people were out there were carrying a torch for our music. A lot of it was in America too. So I'd be interested to dig into that. I do not... I can see how shoegaze would be big in America. Because oh. it's a bit more... It's not grunge, obviously, but it's a bit more... It's not as... Britpop can be a bit raucous. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I agree. It's not that... Yeah, okay. Um, But he was like, when I'd be touring with touring the US Oasis, it would be the American bands coming up to me backstage to say how much they'd liked ride oh. and not necessarily Oasis oh. um, and then Shoegaze is dated better than Britpop which is dated horrendously oh. I think Shoegaze was always more substance over style which 
was why it was hard for the press because all the bands were quite boring. We weren't the biggest personalities and egos, which is difficult for the media. I know, but the substance of the music has really stood the test of time. Wow. Okay. So that was him talking with Mark Garner in terms of them getting back together as ride. And then it's like, do you think there are unfinished business all there all these years? And Andy Bell says, Yeah, that is a way to put it. Um it's definitely helped us seeing bands like the Stone Roses come back and the joy it brought to people. So we did a few gigs with them and people just went wild and so that's why Ride then. Mm. have come back together. So interesting. I want to get your thoughts on if you think she, Shoegaze is dated better than Britpop because I know what side of the camp I'm on. Oh, that's an interesting one because... Because do you think we listened to Ride and we went to see them? Yes. Do you think that that gig aged as well as going to see an ocean colour scene or when we went to... I wonder what it'll be like when we see Cass but when we've gone to see those... Like I... I don't, well, let's let's be fair to Ride. Everyone was having a great time, and there was genuinely people having a really good time with Ride. Um, I what I would what I think we need, and also Britpop bands, some of them haven't aged well at all. Um, so I think let's be fair to the process. Let's go through the the shoegaze playlist and see the best of it, um, because there are definitely some Britpop bands that did not age. Gracefully, and their music hasn't done so well. No, true. So I think we need to look at the flip side and look at some of the shoegaze bands and see. Listening back to that now, thirty years on, how do we feel about it? Well, that's my thoughts because I don't know too much about the the shoegaze. What's your initial reaction to that? Obviously, you've got an opinion. I can tell by your face. Do you want to go? Well, I think to say, okay. Well, part. Well, first thing, shoegaze is dated. Better than Britpop. Again, it probably depends on what you were the biggest fan of. Correct. And I'm a bigger fan of Britpop, so then I feel like that. But to say that Britpop was dated horrendously is a bit sweeping. That is very true. Yeah, good point. And that Shoegaze was more substance over style. Uh, Again, what are you trying to say Britpop wasn't? Because I feel there's a lot of substance in a lot of good Britpop tracks. Absolutely. So, yeah... I mean, this isn't shoegaze banter, is it? <laughs> we need a better name than that for one. That's true. All right. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, shoegaze challenge. I'm up for that. Okay. It's on. Someone sent it through. All right. Um, they all knew each other from school. Andy and Mark were apparently in a band called Big Spiderback. Right. Can I tell you a story? Yes. Have I told you my spider story yet? No. Right. I hate spiders. Yep. So. Terrified. Going to uh, a shopping centre, coming back, we'd been done our business, come back, boots open, putting everything back in the car, uh, oh. the person that I'm with starts screaming and I'm like, what's going on, what's going on? And then all of a sudden I saw the biggest spider I have ever seen in my life climbing down the side of my car. Like, it, I kid you not, it's the like size it. of my hand, it was a huntsman. And huntsmen in Australia, they're big and they're fast, right? Very fast. And they jump out. They're nippy fast, right? Now, the good thing about huntsmen is they will bite, but they're not venomous, right? So if if you agitate them, they'll bite you, right? Try telling me that when it's the size of a tarantula. I'm freaking out, right? So anyway, it's 
crawling down the side of my car and I'm, I have nothing to hit it with, nothing at all. And it is so big, so big. You know when you, if, if you You're stand- You're a vegetarian, can't believe you'd- Yep, so one, it's too big because I think if I stood on it, it would do, you know, like massive. Like it was just too big, you know, make a mess. Second part is vegetarian. I don't want to kill, I have problems killing stuff now. I can't do it. So I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? So I kick it, right? So it falls down on the ground, underneath the car and goes underneath the car, right? So now- Get in the car, drive away quickly. So now I'm stuck because I go, if I drive off and the spider gets back in, gets back on said car, it's coming with me, right? So I'm like, okay, tell the person I'm with, you don't move, right? I'm going to drive the car. <laughs> I'm going to move it 20 meters away. You just keep an eye. That spider better still be there, right? If it's not there, we have a big problem. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this person's not happy about staying with the spider. Not happy at all, right? So anyway, drive, park. Next thing, door flies open. Person jumps in. Go, 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 go. This spider, we looked in the mirror. I could see it in the rear view mirror on its legs, just like chilling in the car park. It was so big. It's so hideous. And that's Australia. My spider story, because I have a hatred of them. So, in the car, but I'm the passenger. Oh, okay. Driving through the Eastern Distributor. Now, for people who don't live in, in Sydney, that is a tunnel. You cannot come out of it. You're in it. You can't stop in it. It's always congested. You're done. It's always a bad tunnel. Driving down, stop, look over, and then I see this thing just go straight across the windscreen. Oh! And I'm like that. Oh, God. No, no. <laughs> so I get from the front seat of the car and I jump into the back seat of the no. car to get away from it. But then there's a, then we come out of the, the, the tunnel. Yeah. And I'm like that. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. This person, we stop at traffic, person in the other car sees the whole palaver, goes, I'll get out, gets out with her flip-flop, Aussie as, <laughs> knocks the spider off, <laughs> but then went, oh, and they're like, oh no, it's got round the back. So I, they think it's got in the boot. Oh. So I'm like, oh God. So I get from the back seat again into the front seat. <laughs> We're now out of this tunnel. We're driving down Anzac Parade, which is like a busy road again. You can't yeah, really stop. Six and I'm like that. I gotta get out. I gotta get out. I gotta get out. The traffic lights go to red, and I just open the door and I throw myself out the car. <laughs> Don't tell the person I'm with. Shut the door. I went. I'm going over there. And I run down the street. They drive the car round. It's still there. We're looking at it for ages, and I'm like, I'm not going near it. I can't go near it. Well, I'm not going home. I'm going to get an Uber. I'm not doing it. And then basically, this guy's having a park picnic with it. Looks like it's a romantic picnic in the Moor Park. And then he sees and he comes over and he gets it with a stick and he throws it away. No way. The whole thing was an hour. I just literally opened the door and launched myself out of a more or less moving car. That is, it's a big Australian problem is that huntsmen and especially the visors. So you're supposed to check the visor every time you get in the car and you just sometimes forget and that's where that's where they love to sit. But there's, I tell you, for us, I hate spiders, you hate spiders. Oh, no, I hate them. Australians, tough as nails, mate. Tough, I mean, so I, I have a... Oh, it's nice to have a huntsman in your house because it means you won't have any other beasties. <laughs> I will take every other bloody beastie under the sun. Throw them at me, cockroaches, flies, I don't care. I'll yeah. spray those little bastards to death. <laughs> but I am not going anywhere near a huntsman and I don't want it. Oh, it's friendly. 
just lives in the corner. No, it doesn't. Does not live in the corner. There is no huntsman in my house. They're not on the lease. Get out. Like, go away. There's, um, I was, I've got, I've got a pool, which we came up with the idea for this podcast. And because winter, I don't go near it, right? So it's covered and oh, so there's gross. lots of, lots of leaves and, and twi- twigs and stuff like that. But actually, huntsmen and redbacks actually sit in the pool, right? So they'll sit underneath the lid of, of water and they can, they can breathe underwater. And so. And redbacks can kill you, by the way. Redbacks can kill you. They are no joke. And they're tiny. Right? So they look harmless, but they'll have you. So I had a guy come and doing landscaping and he's walking around the pool and I'm like, I want this done, I want that done. He goes, Good red back problem, mate. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I know. I've been meaning to sort of get to. I haven't because usually I'll go around with pesticide and all that sort of stuff. Sorry, red backs. I draw the line at red backs. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair they'll enough. kill you. They right? will so kill. It's survival they will kill. Except they will kill me. All right. So anyway, he, um, I was standing. So he's in thongs, right? I'm in my my trainers. This red back. I kill. Kid you not. Red back just starts walking in between me and him, and I'm like, whoo! And like you said, they can kill you, right? What does he do? Literally bends over. Doesn't take his thong off. Doesn't do it. Nothing. Just literally bends over and squashes it with his thumb. No, he does not. He does a swim. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> with his thumb. I was like And carries on talking as if it was nothing. I'm like Mate, you are my hero right now. And also the most Australian thing I've ever seen. It's just... Aussies. I would literally have run away crying. I just, they just. I would have put the house up for sale that day. <laughs> Australians, when it comes to stuff like that, because they've got so many other things to worry about, spiders are nothing to them. For us, no. Where were we? Anyway. <laughs> so they had the name Spider, Big Spider Back, hence we got into the spider. All name. right, yeah. So they kicked off the new band with the name Ride, named after the ride symbol and a feeling for travel, apparently. So after some positive feedback to their APs and two showings on John Poole's BBC Radio 1 show, they released their first album, Nowhere, which went to number 11 in 1990. In 1992, they got the first top 10 hit with Leave Them All Behind from the second album, Going Blank Again, uh, Going Blank Again, which got them into top 10. Apparently, though, the third album, Carnival of Light, had a different feel, hmm. more rocky side to it, when Britpop was starting to come through in 94. Did well, getting to number five. However, the album was not received well by critics and fans, apparently. Hmm. Bell explaining, these were good times, but the music took second place. When we recorded the Carnival of Light album, we got indulgent. By the end of 1994, even the band themselves were critical of the album, referring it to within the group as a carnival of shit. <laughs> there were massive problems while recording the fourth album, Tarantula. <laughs> Apparently, Bell and Gardner wanted to go into two different directions, with Gardner wanting to go into more of dancey. Bell said no, and so it's a record of two halves, with each agreeing not to touch the other person's songs. Andy Bell said, Imagine an argument where the way you win is by saying, I don't want my same side of the my songs on the same side of the album as yours. Sides, of course. You don't get sides anymore. No, you don't. Like vinyls or cassettes, sides of albums. Yeah, so... And then he's like, it actually happened. We were allowed by the people around us to behave like total babies. So apparently the two sides are completely different to one another. So, Breakup, they communicated that they'd split in March 1996 with Andy going on to form Hurricane Number 1. I'm glad you did. Exactly. So... Uh, Andy stayed with Creation Records and recruited the band himself. 
Alex the singer got brought in through his girlfriend responding to an ad in Melody Maker. Did you see this? Mental. He said, I'm from Blair Gowrie. Where's Blair Gowrie? So, Blair Gowrie is literally outside of Perth where we grew up. Blair Gowrie is where I used to pick berries in the summer. Blair Gowrie is the girls' hockey team that um, used to try and beat us up when I used to go and play with them. A little bit rough. Um, Hockey in general is just a horrible... It's it's brutal. I loved it. The ball's hard, sticks... Loved it. I'm hard. Whole thing. Um, But yeah, Blair Gowrie. Um, Yeah, berry picking and hockey. That's what Blair Gowrie reminds me of. So berry picking is bang on. So I'm from Blair Gowrie originally and I was staying in a caravan in Perthshire with no money and no food... Picking raspberries on my grandfather's farm. There we go. You could have been picking f- raspberries. Mm-hmm. Uh, unknown to be, my girlfriend at the time had sent a demo in of me singing after seeing an ad in Melody Maker for a known artist looking for a singer. I was so frustrated because nobody was interested in my music. I was all set up to break up with my girlfriend, sell everything and go travelling. But my cousin rushed to the caravan and told me there had been a phone call from Cremation Records. Mm-hmm. I said, what? Do you mean creation? Why would they be phoning me? My girlfriend explained that he had, she had sent the demo and 10 minutes later I got the call inviting me to London to audition. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. You're berry picking. Next, you're actually heading to London to be in a studio. And in Blair Gowrie in a caravan. None of that's fun. <laughs> uh, so how... Did you see how they come up with the name Hurricane Number 1? No. Okay. So in an interview with Penny Black Music... Uh, you had to change your new band name from Hurricane to Hur- Hurricane Number One, so it was originally just Hurricane. Yep. What was that all about? Was it to do with DJ Hurricane? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we could have held on to the name, given them some money or, or some money or something, but it wasn't worth the hassle. Hence, Hurricane Number One. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but if so, it's DJ Hurricane, you'd think, right? Yeah. No, apparently not. After the real, because like Mogwai. True. I always get confused with Mogwai and Mogwai. See? All the time I'm like, Mogwai's got a new album. Brilliant. Go and listen to, expecting to hear the DJ Mogwai. I don't. I get some very deep and moving, very sombre music. I like Mogwai the band, but this is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so after the release, they released a second album. All right. So the strong song, the second album is Only the Strongest Will Survive in 1999. I had no idea about this album. None. Yes. Did you have an idea of this? Well, we knew it. Was, we knew it. Yeah, I mean, sorry, so I should clarify. We knew... We, I didn't know this. They had a second album before we started this process. Did you? Uh, yeah, it did. But I, I don't think... It never really... I wasn't here for this. So I was in Australia at this time, listening to Powderfinger, Silverchair. Jeez. I hate Silverchair <sighs> so much. Grinspoon, all those. Uh, Can we talk about Silverchair? They're so rubbish. Do you want just an episode on Silverchair? Just so bad. Why? just really don't like them. I would love to talk about Silverchair. Really? Do you yeah. like them? Uh, bits and pieces. Because you've got the grunge. They were very much a grunge band. And then they progressed. What was that song that they're really popular? Like it was the most poppy one. That would have been... That's... I really hate that. <laughs> that would have been up there. I forgot about that. Then he went... Then and what was uh, it called? Do you know Daniel that? Johns went into a band called The Disassociatives. Yeah, they were a bit pants. I love them. Really like those. It was with Paul Mack, who was a dance producer. Anyway, we're going off on a silver. But what's chair. that song it's called? They got a few songs. But the big one about um, I could see the video like walking into a light or um, keep keep going. Ah. <laughs> All right. So um, 
essentially the album didn't do the second album didn't do so well it got to number 55 it is can we both agree it's a great album the second album only the song will survive it's a very very good album so if you like Hurricane number one's debut move on straight to the second album which is which is really good as well um amazing songs only strongest straight lines straight lines lines. big song so much here we're massive here Alright, Only the Strongest Will Survive got to number 19. It's actually their highest charting single is off their second album, not their first. It's a great song. Bit mental though, right? Is it really? Yeah. Alright. Why? Did you see that they used that song in a Sun advert? Did you know that? No. They got flogged for it apparently. So excess noise interview. The band received a lot of stick back in the 90s for letting the Sun newspaper use one of your songs, Only the Strongest Will Survive, in an advert. So Alex, yeah, the thing is, because I come from a small town, I never see the politics and stuff. I don't get politics with music. You should should keep politics totally separate from music. There's enough shit in the world without putting music and politics (gasps) together. How do you think I feel about that? Pause. (laughs) The word politics just gets you up. I disagree. Okay. I understand why you might want to, but I also think music is a medium that you can get to the masses. And I think to my, I feel like when songs have a powerful slant or a political slant um, or a statement to make, there is no better medium than music. Okay. But I also understand that music is for entertainment. Yep. And some people just don't care. Okay. So I get that. But... Like I, yeah, I do. It's just a personal thing. I get very moved by songs that have a very powerful message. Okay, depends. Not like Michael Jackson, um, the one where he thought he was Jesus. What was that called? Um, Heal the world. Yeah, nah, n- none of that nonsense. But like when a band or an artist who are lyrically strong and have a, and have something we to say. We talked about it with Dave. That's my plan. That key message I want to hear it. Okay, cool. Well, you're not going to like what he said next. So he said, F the politics. Don't give a shit about it. It doesn't bother me. I got handed 25 grand for singing on that. Now, if somebody comes to you and says, we want to use your piece in the Daily Record or The Sun and we're going to give you 25 grand, would you take it? Of course you would. We got 25 grand each. And the people who say, blah, 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 you shouldn't have done it. Are they going to pay us 25 grand? Don't think so. I'll take the 25 grand. Thank you very that's much. That's a lot of strawberries. That's a lot of berries for 25 grand, isn't it? How many berries do you have to pick for 25 grand? Five years. You did berry picking in Australia, didn't you? <laughs> I did, but it wasn't berries. <laughs> but I did do fruit picking. And What'd it was the worst <laughs> experience of my life. It was slave labour. <laughs> so... Turned up at this hostel with my friend that I was travelling with and they took our passports, first of all, and they were like, so what's going to happen here is that you get put in a farm, it's a working hostel, so you get put in a farm. First mistake I did was, I was in Cairns and there was a sign that said, call John for work. <laughs> Hi John, I need work. Oh God. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. Um, but it was in a hostel and they went, oh, it's down in air. It's um, so not, uh, not Scotland. So we get on a bus, me and my pal, la la la, down to air, water dump. Like, 
<laughs> Most people had three eyes and no teeth. Like, it was hellish. So. Sorry to anyone from air. No, <laughs> it's what it felt like. Get off the bus. And there's this group of Irish lads as well, and they're like a year for John. Yeah. Big John. John turns up. John's 24. No. Age, age old, eight years old, and stone. Right? Oh, I thought he was like 50. And he was like that. I'm younger than you. Dude. Um, and every night, he'd sit in the hostel with his bottle of Bundy rum oh, God. and a bucket of KFC. Oh. And nail the lot. Jeez. Every day. Oh, my God. So anyway, John's like, it's tough. Um, you know, it's really tough work. And blah de blah, and I was like, okay, it'll be fine. So first day, my pal gets sent to this other, gets sent to this cherry tomato farm. I get sent to this other farm where they're actually replanting, so it's just weeding, right? Okay, okay. But it's blistering sun. Yeah. February, March. Yep. It's hot, North Queensland. So blistering the sunlight. I don't. Yeah. Where we go? And so then next day, I can't move because like, it's literally bending. It's hard work. My legs were done. Anyway, Big John. Big with his, bottle of K- his bucket of KFC and his uh, bottle of Bundy says to me, oh, thing is, you know, it just, it gets better. Mm-hmm. And I went, I'll tell you what, John, when you tell me that you can see your feet, mate, right, you can then talk to me about physical work. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't talk to me. So he sends me to another farm. I'm about an hour into that, I get a phone call from a friend. I've just been fired. What do you, what do you mean? How do you get fired? What did you do? Can't keep up. And I was like, I'm getting sent to another farm. I don't like it. This is rubbish. We'll be all right. Is your friend we'll really, really nice? Yes. How did she get fired? She's the nicest person Because she couldn't ever. keep up. Right, okay, keep going. So then, next day I get sent to that farm. Right. The one that she got fired from. Yeah. This lady, she's like that to me. Right, these are ropes. <laughs> it was cherry tomatoes. You get your bucket. <laughs> And when I shout your name, if you're not where I want you to be, then you're gone. And I was like, oh, and I was already aching. And she's like, what's your name? And I was like, Leslie. Lindsay. No, Leslie. Lindsay. No, Leslie. Lindsay. Fine. Lindsay's fine. We'll go with Lindsay. So I'm trying to pick this. And she's like, Lindsay. And I like, not forgot my name was Lindsay. So I didn't put my hand on. And then she's like that. Lindsay. Oh, no, fuck. Hi. And she's like, and I, she's like, let me see. And she's like. No, no, laugh, laugh. So you go This is cherry tomatoes. Yeah, cherry tomatoes. And they're low and you're already sore. So I get... Boom. You go fired. Go fired. <laughs> so then we get sent to this other farm, which was squash. Those little yellow squash. Oh, the, yeah. yes, yes. And so my friend's there. Really unusual, those things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we pick them, but they're on the ground. Farmer. He's like that. Just a sturdy old man. And he only wants women and girls on his farm. So we get sent there. Oh. And he's like, right, love, you put your bottle of water in the tractor and you get a drink of water if you keep up the tractor. <laughs> you get a drink of water if you keep, keep up, up with, with the, the tractor. tractor. No way. Yeah, way. So <laughs> basically I'm picking and I hear this sob and I turn around and my mate's take, she's crying. Oh, she's the nicest person ever. <laughs> and I was like... It's going to be okay. We've got to get out of here. So then we're like, we're done. We're not doing it. Can we get this out? Yeah, Charlie. Charlie. Oh, um, bless. And then basically we then get sent back. We go back to the hostel. We basically then say we're, like, we're leaving. We've only been there less than a week. They then deduct the amount of money it's taken to drive you to said farm. 
<gasps> plus your hourly rate, plus your accommodation. They take all the thing out. We walked away from all of that work with like 40 bucks each. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you calling me. The worst part of it was in the hostel, when we first turned up, we went, oh, let's go for a swim because it's really hot. We've been on this bus. Nobody was in the pool. Everybody was lying around it. And I went to go in and somebody went, oh, me. And it was like this Irish um, guy, don't go in there. The last two people that went in there, they're in hospital with eye infections. (gasps) (laughs) I was like, where is this? What is this place? When you told me, I remember when you told me I was going to, you were going to do it, I was like, ah, this ain't going to work. This is not going to work. And it's Save just... labour. So one, I, we apologise to any Australians listening to this podcast because any Australian hates it when we do an Australian accent. Well, I have mine. Right. Brilliant. Didn't see, we've had a spider story. We've had berry picking. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Where the hell are we? All right. Okay. So we talked about 25 grand. Right, so forget your berry picking. Got a song, right? But the Sun newspaper comes to you. Yep. You're broke. Like you're you're broke, right? Twenty five grand sell your song. Will you do it? No. Mm. Not to the Sun. Uh, Daily Record. No, we won't be bummed with it. Uh, the Times. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> on the status of the this newspaper oh it also depends on the political leaning of the paper yeah okay okay um, I tried to find the advert I couldn't actually find it to watch it the so Sun of Daily is a tabloid more like working class life I don't know like 25 grand it's a lot of money yeah but I'd want more than that you'd want more the whole band got 25 grand like as in each so anyway let's move on yeah Looking back to the late 90s, do you wish Hurricane Number 1 hadn't split up when they did? Okay, so they split up in 99 after the second album. Um, we could have done loads more albums and we should never have split up. It was ridiculous. Nobody had faith more, more faith than me in the band and nobody worked harder. It was very sad when we split. Why did the original lineup decide to split after recording the second album? We actually split in Finland before we played a festival. Andy Bell got us together in the hotel and he said, look guys, I'm leaving the band. Oh. And I was like, what, why? And he said, I just can't write songs anymore. What are you talking about? I've just come to a brick wall and I can't write anymore. I was like, what the? So I went away to my room that night wondering what the hell was going on. That night we had a gig in Helsinki. I said to Andy, let me write the, the next album. I don't care about publishing or anything. I just want to keep the band together and let me write it. I've got 20 songs that we can use. And I think because there was that much politics involved and Andy didn't want to write the album, to be honest, I was really disappointed because it felt like we were at the height of our career. And so where? Yeah, well, that, well, number 55 on the second album... But they charted, and you're also at 19, you're at 99, you're at the end of that Britpop period, how long would they have lasted? And here's where we're getting to to what happened after, right? So Andy Bell moved to Sweden. He was about to join the band Gay Dad. I know, what was that? Gay Dad, Les? Awful. What was that famous song? I don't know. You do. I've probably heard it, I don't know. But he went to Oasis instead. Now, hold on. Talk about that as a transfer market switch. (laughs) You're going into Gay Dad and then Oasis call. Yeah, you're kicking about, you're training, 
It's like Jamie Vardy. One minute you're playing in the Vauxhall Conference and the next minute you're in the Premiership. But we don't want to play you up front. We want you to play left back. Because that's literally he had to go from playing the lead guitar to playing bass with Oasis. Oh, I'd have played the maracas. <laughs> you would have been Bez. Um. <laughs> um, he did actually write Oasis songs. So the nature of reality, turn up the sun and a quick peep. He wrote. Yeah, so all the good ones. <laughs> after Oasis, <laughs> so after Oasis broke, he went into BDI with Liam. Oh, BDI. We've not spoken about BDI. No, we haven't. I think we need to do a little bit of a. Maybe when Liam's solo album comes okay, out, yeah. we'll, we'll dig into to that a bit. He did lots of solo projects, such as DJing, which we were supposed to go and see. Yeah, well. I do remember, it was like half twelve one. we were still in the pub, and I went, we could still make them. Do you want to go? Nah. Nah, Kev, get the beers in. Get the beers. <laughs> um, it was on till six, I heard. What? No. Um... Oh, I was in pieces. I got up the next morning, and usually if I stay here and you're fast asleep, I'll head down I to the set cafe. Set my alarm to watch the Scotland game. Scotland game. Oh. Thank God we didn't. Anyway, we went. I went to the cafe. I was in pieces. I couldn't even finish my coffee or my dinner, my breakfast. I couldn't. I was just so in bits that morning. I was really? in. I struggled. Really struggled. Fine. Um. So he did lots of solo projects, such as the DJing before Ride reformed in 2014 and went touring. 2017, the album Weather Diaries came out, and then the brand new one, which we talked about. This is not a safe place. Not much in Will and Gareth. Uh, Will apparently works in a library, and Gareth apparently works with homeless people, helping them out. Aww. And that's according to an interview from Alex in 2016. Lots of stuff on Alex, though, right? So Alex went on to create a couple of record labels, I think, because there's a couple, there's a lot of interviews with Alex, which is great for research. There's a couple of record labels here and there that he's either worked in or participated around or, or got new albums with so it's quite hard to keep track of the, the label side of things um, he's done three solo albums there's only one on Spotify called Rancho Diablo in 2017 he released an album in 2013 with Gun Club Cemetery which is on Spotify which is quite good um, he's done I don't know if you read did you see he, see his paintings? no so he's done artwork and very abstract um, paintings and they've, they've been in actual exhibitions like an Alex Lowe exhibition he has sold I can't wait to get your reaction oh. so apparently he has sold artwork to the following people Donald Trump wow Woody Allen and Mike Tyson right what do all three of them have in common yeah yeah mm? yeah what do they all have in common I know and we're not going to say it because we might get into trouble. I just saw the names of who artwork had been bought and I went... Dirty. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the fear on your face. I know, I'm like, we got it. <laughs> I would have just beeped it. I would have just beeped it. All right, so on to more serious and sad stuff. Did you see the, the health challenges yes, he had? Yes, he got cancer. Yeah, he got... So he had, um, he had cancer, he had bowel cancer, which just horrendous from 2013. And apparently had kidney failure as oh. well. So there are interviews. Did you see the photographs of him? That, oh, in what? the hospital bed. Yeah, oh, they're no. really tough to, to look at. But he's very honest in, in interviews about the process yep. and the hardship that he went through. Um, from him, they actually call me the pocket rocket in the hospital because I'm just a small guy. I'm not big. I'm five foot eight um, and I'm ten and a half stone. I got through it. I've always been a fighter in one way or another. 
physically or mentally, I've always been a fighter. It's been tough. I can't say I've, I've I can't say that I failed it. It's been very hard. It's been a grueling period in my life. I've thought this is it. I'm done. I'll be sitting sometimes and I think I can get through this. This is no problem. And then you get up to make a cup of tea and then the thought just totally changes and then you go, Christ, I'm done. I'm knackered. So the mind's, so mentally the mind is changing all the time. It's very strange and it's a very strange thing to go through. I can't imagine how hard that must have been. Um, there is an incredible story on excess noises. It's too long for us to talk about. But he actually died for 32 seconds. Yeah, right. So he actually, but he remembers the whole experience and had an out-of-body experience while he was dead. Yeah, wow. Incredible. So he's, it's this whole thing about how he... I often wondered about it and that must be freaky ass. He had, an, he, he saw himself, he was looking down on himself in the hospital bed and them trying to resuscitate him. And he's like, that's it, I'm done. And then all of a sudden, back, he's, he's back, back in the room and they are saying, oh, you're back, great. He died. That's insane. Yeah, that is insane. Um, so he wrote a solo album while going through chemo and creation asked for um, Hurricane Number 1 to reform once he was healthy. So with Alex reuniting with uh, Ride, Hurricane Number 1 did reform two, with a completely new lineup: Chris Campbell on drums, two brothers Carl and Lucas Mariani. And there are albums out there. Find What You Love and Let It Kill You is on Spotify 2015. Um... I kept going back to this album. I actually, first time, I didn't enjoy it too much. Re-listened, re-listened, re-listened. And I've, I've actually found myself really enjoying it. Um, Pop Matters gave it 6 out of 10. Though Lowe's lyrics tend to wander into meaningless, it's clear that what you find, what you love and let it kill you is meant to be more therapeutic than artistic. In the album's press release, Lowe pleads for us not to analyse his songs too closely and think of happiness when you listen to it. Fair enough, if Cancer picked a fight with him and lost, then Lowe deserves all the success he can get. Hurricane Number 1 may not have had an album in 16 years, but Find What You Love and Let It Kill You is pretty much the work of a whole new band. In a just world, this album can market itself, no problem. So Andy Bell actually played on one of the tracks, um, Think of the Sunshine. He plays like a guitar solo that's reversed at the very, very end of it. So it's actually, it's actually, it's not bad. We got Melodic Rainbows in 2016. I cannot find this damn album anywhere. Mm-mm. Tried to buy it on iTunes. Tried to find it on SoundCloud. Um, it's not on Spotify. Tried YouTube. I can't, I'm trying to buy this album. I can't buy it. So I don't know anything about Melodic Rainbows. One thing I didn't know in 2018. We just talked about the Seahorses. Stuart Fletcher from the Seahorses joined Hurricane Number 1. I've no idea. No, yeah, no, no, no. So one of the Mariani brothers left. Uh, Stuart Fletcher's um, actually stepped in. They were starting to, to go on tours, and they uh, had a support act gig with Embrace. Who I don't know if you remember. We saw. I think we we talked about it and saw some of the photos around um, this earlier this year. The Embrace tour it looked phenomenal. Like they had Embrace. I really hope they come here. Massive letters behind them. Apparently, it was really good. Hurricane number one got kicked off the support act, right? So, um, oh, who? Uh, Embrace kicked them off. Why? So, apparently they were too rock and roll, right? So, if you. As in their music or their behaviour? What do you think? Their behaviour. Right. So, there was. There's, there's actually. If you, I tried to try and find out what happened, there's lots of deleted tweets. You know, when you see the tweet in Google and you try and find it and it's gone? 
So anyway, I can't find out. But basically, there was a bit of jabs between um, Hurricane Number One and Embrace yeah, post, right. but done. And Embrace had the whole tour and sells out and no, so done. Um, we did. Yeah, whatever it was, it's it's a shame. Would have been good exposure. Um, We did get an album. Did you listen to it? Yes. Buddha at the Gas Pump, July 2019. It is on Spotify, which is good news. But it's weird because it's you gotta. It's not under. So hard to find. Yeah. This is my other problem with Hurricane Number One. First two albums not on Spotify. Um, Third album is. Fourth album isn't. And then the fifth album is. They're under two different yeah, Hurricane yes. number ones on Spotify. How does that happen? How do you get two different bands? But it was the same with Ultrasound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that? I don't need that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they should be under the same artist so you can see the discography of the band. Really? Right. Talk to me about Buddha at the gas pump. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. What? Why? It's really boring. Oh, is it? Okay. It's not... It's not even close. Right, okay, so how am I going to say this? Okay, so. Do I like Hurricane Number One? Or do I just like this album that we're talking about today? Oh, you did say the second one was good. Okay, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's say it was. Okay, it's not up there with the first album. Right, go no. on. I think it's nothing like the. It's nothing. I don't. It's nothing like the first album. No. I've realised it's only the first album I like. Yeah. I am a I I like the album, not necessarily the band. Okay. And listening to that album, I treated it like I would treat any of the other things that we do in terms of homework, mm-hmm. and had to remind myself a few tracks in. This was Hurricane Number One. Yes, I because agree. Because it with doesn't that. sound like I don't know what it sounds like either. Because um, I was like Kel asked me what does it sound like, and I'm like that. Well, apart from not very good, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. It's just a it, it's. Is pretty average indie. Okay, I agree. So I same same as you. Um, I don't feel I was. I'm so excited to rediscover Hurricane Number One. Like I'm, I'm genuinely. I was so happy. To, it's hard to find them, but once you find them, I was actually really excited to to listen to them again. Um, I think that the combination of these three albums now of the the revised Hurricane Number One, there are glimmers of. Good songs. Yeah. Right? Yep. I'll give you an example, right? On this album, there is a song called Shine On Through. Yes. Which is phenomenal until in the middle it has a horrific breakdown and then yes. it gets right back out of it and you've got a really good song. So there are, and, and basically, What About Love is a good song as well. There are moments of greatness and then there's moments of, of, of not so not so great. Um, so for me, what, what I've basically put is I'm like, if you had Hurricane Number One on Spotify and you had a This Is hurricane number one right and it had a collection of these songs and you were able to pick you know which songs you wanted i think you would have a good selection of hurricane number one songs through the whole journey it'd be a bit heavy top front but you would still pick some really good songs from the newer revised hurricane number one but as an album as an album only you're going to go to the front end of the career you'd have the whole first album pretty much and then two for each album I would, I would load up with the second. I think the second album is fantastic. Yep. But I think you're right. You would have a smattering of the rest of their career. Um, but it, I would, I'd love that playlist. I think it'd be great. I'd play it all the time. And when uh, you say the second album's fantastic, what do you mean by that? Like, if we're doing ratings... Uh, I would have it up around a seven or an eight. Really? I re- but you've got to remember, didn't know the album existed, right? That's my first thing. I'm like, oh my God, 
they've got a second album. Second pieces, I listen to it and I'm like, this is this is a good album. I like that album. It's, it's Do you go back to it? Yep. Yep. Yep, absolutely. It's on it's actually stored. It's actually I bought it. It's actually on my phone and I listen to it regularly. Cool. So um on Hurricane Number One, so they are still obviously producing music, they're still together, very different lineup. They just toured in September um, to Japan. They're massive in Japan. Yeah, weird. I read about that. Yeah, they, they're really, they do well Why? in Japan. I don't know, just they, they, I don't know, they just do. There are some UK bands that are really big in Japan and do really, really well. Hurricane Number One are, are obviously one of them. So they, they had some in Osaka and Tokyo. Yeah. They had gigs, which is just great. I mean, Manson, Paul Draper toured Japan as well. And he was he was packing out places as well. I don't know, just... It's interesting. It's lovely. Um, we've passed on the details for some Aussie bookers. I would love to see Hurricane number one. I'd love to talk to Alex. Oh, it would be amazing. Love to. He's, I mean, what, what a story. What a story. What a story. Right. And what an album. Shall we get into singles... There are no videos. So this is like audio web. You know how we compared it? There is no music videos. There are live performances, but no actual music videos on okay. uh, YouTube. I'm not a big fan of Step YouTube. Into My World got to number 29 on the 10th of May 97. Just Another Illusion, number 35 oh. on the 5th of July 97. Chain Reaction. Oh, number 36 of September 97. Step Into My World got re-released in November 97 and got to number 19. The big takeaway here is Hurricane number one never had a top ten hit. Not surprised. Just but Are you our, surprised? Well, a little bit because I, in my world, you know, versus that, that's yeah, to my earlier point. Like yeah. that's why I was stunned when you said it was three weeks they were in the that stuns me. Yeah. Should we get into music? Hi. Feels like we've been talking for ages. Just another illusion kicks off this. How do you feel about it? Look at that smile. You're back. You're back but, in the room. Um, <laughs> this is a great first track. Yes, it is. I should have put that on my list. Why wasn't it? Yeah, good point. I've made another mistake. I've actually put, should have been in my top intros. Yeah. Just to see her. But when I get, get there, there. Can't touch her. She's just an illusion. <laughs> Love it. So we're walking, walking, dancing, dancing. I love it. It's it's a it's a great it's a, belter. it's a great. Why did I miss that? Everything on point on this song. Great vocals, great guitar work, drum, everything all in. We're playing it. Yep. Faces in a dream. Crazy. I've put God, I love this. Everything in this is brilliant. Same. <sighs> and on the, uh, I can't sing it. I really want to sing it. But sing, it. sing it. You need to sing it. Cause no, because I'm rubbish at it. So it's there. Fa- I don't know. Okay, it's a hard one to sing. I can't do his voice. Faces kind of... in a dream. Uh, I really want to play this. Yeah. Cool. Step into my world. Right, so here we go. I made an error. You did? What error did you make? Guitar solos. Yes! So, I'd forgotten 
and I think it was Matt, now I could be wrong, I think it was Matt on Twitter, who commented and said, when we did guitar solos, mm -hmm. step into my world. Mm -hmm. And then I went, oh no, what's he banging on about? <laughs> and then played it and went, yes, I should have. It's a yes, clip. I yes. should have. So yep. I completely pay that. I'm sure it was Matt. If it wasn't, remind me who it was. Um, but that it was, was Nile actually. Oh, so, Nile. Because I've got it. It's about loving someone and wanting them to love you back to step into your world. I've put that guitar solo. Wow. When I asked for best guitar solos, Niall Collins on Twitter replied to that. That with was it. This. Yeah, Niall, you were absolutely bang on, mate. And I, and like, I actually, I was the same as you. When I saw that came through, I went, "Oh, I didn't really have yeah. that pegged." And then I'll you listen to it, that. And you're like, I missed that one. So that this this is the best song on the album. This song, for me, if you were to say to me Britpop, I think of this. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay, lovely. And it would be hard to do, but I reckon top 20, like, oh, it'd be hard to do top 10, top 20 Britpop songs, but I swear that one. Like, what an amazing song. Mm -hmm. Love the lyrics, love the guitar. It just reminds me of that time. That was a huge hit for us. Obviously not in the charts, but for us. Yeah. If I think of that, if I think of this album, I think of that track, mm -hmm. and then the next one. So let's play Step Into My World. Absolutely. And the track you just referenced is... Mother Superior, give me a sign. <laughs> What a song. Okay, so you, straight away, that was the song you went to last yes, week. Yes, because I don't know why. Because it sticks in my head. Because it's a memory. Because that was the song that got played tons. Non-stop. So great guitar, drums again, the raw vocals from Alex, the psychedelic breakdown, yeah. the organ is just, it's just brilliant. The end with the, the drum loop. Amazing. Like the drum work is just brilliant on this track. Um... And it's just raucous. Yeah, it is. It's just angry. You're just a teenager and you think you're the business. <laughs> and this song sums that up. It really does. The attitude in this song, that's how I felt when I was that age. Yeah. Bring it. <sighs> Makes me do that now. Look at me. Look at that. I, I know you're like, <laughs> like spread. Just Come change at my stance. Me. I dare you. Mother superior. <laughs> uh, let's play it. Let go of the dream. So you're four from four. You're four from four. Okay, and I'm not going to be five from five. So I, I got it. This is where I say I don't really have a bad song on this album. No, no, I there's, wouldn't. There's, there's not even skippers on this album, and that's what I really like the length of this album as well. It's just perfect, right? Um, let go of the dream. I don't really enjoy the vocals on this track, actually. Mm -hmm. Um. I listened to it again the other day because we were talking about what tracks and I said that because I thought I did and then I went back to it again I was like it's not the strongest on the album I think it's a bit oh, not whingy but it's a little bit it, the, the drawl like I don't particularly enjoy the lyrics it's 
It's the most difficult one on the album, and I don't know if it's just we've just genuinely come out of four belts. Yeah, we have. And this is always we say this. There's always got to be a time where the album does take a little bit of a yeah, plunge. it can't be hit after hit after hit. But this is still a good song. I mean, this is I've gone. Oh, skip it. This is good. It's not great though because it's coming off the back of four big ones. I do really like the soft strings in it as well. I'm a sucker for strings. You do, that's me too though. The lyrics, success was just a finger's breadth away, and now you wonder what you're going to do today. But you've got to let go of the dream. Rehabilitation seems to be, for one such as I, an impossibility. It's actually I can hear it in my head, and yeah. I'm like, "There's no way I'm going to try singing that." So we're not going to play that. It's actually quite. It's two and a half minutes long as mm. well. That one. It's it's quite short. Chain reaction. <laughs> blinder. A, I've put, it's a blinder of a song. This, this is one. a great song. It's it's so good. Um, Your favourite on the album. Oh, see, I just, I just enjoy so much of this album. I don't know. It's no. a belter. It's an absolute belter. I, it's I a belter. I, I can pro- no, I can probably tell you what my favourite was as a kid, right? Which we'll get to. I had a song that I used to play nonsense. It was done. Repeat. And it's not one of the ones we've talked about. Interesting. Coming. Chain reaction. Let's go with that. Lucky Man. Like the song, great strings in the chorus. I think there's a there's a there's a backing vocal, which I sort of picked up in the re-listen, and I went, oh, I don't know if that holds. I don't know if I found really? it the same. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, it has the fantastic line: "Mama screams as dad jumps out the window." Mama screams as dad jumps out the window. <laughs> so good. It's a great song. I want to play it. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Strange meeting. I love this. Do you? Yeah, I do. And this was one I was sort of seeing it earlier before we started this going, oh, I want to do a bit of a shuffle. I really love this. I love the beginning of the song. Um, then the lyrics. And it's just like a wee story. It's just a wee story. I've got a real song. It starts off soft and has a really great chorus. I would have played, but I'm playing basically the whole album as my notes here. No. Do you want me to play it? Yes. Okay. Monday afternoon. I'm not playing this. Uh, it's 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 you know it's a short song. It's three minutes. It's it's a good song, but I'm not playing nah, it because literally I'm playing. I know, I know, I know. Okay. Stand in line. Is this it? This is. My is it really? It is, it is. I love this song. What about it? I forgot. I forgot what a hurrah as well. Right. Oh, is it? Oh. Oh no, oh. it is. It, I mean, to be fair, it's eight minutes long. Oh, but you whinged about bloody Dave a minute ago. Dave's 11 minutes and that's not a hurrah. But anyway. Uh, Should be. What did you think of this song? 
It's a great song, but I don't think it's a. I don't. Some of the aspects of Mother Superior is the same. It's quite Beatlesque as well. Stand in Line is quite Beatlesque as well. But it's a good song. It isn't one, it's not one of my favourites. I wouldn't put it even in my top five. Like, on this album, nah. you would pick five songs before Stand in Line. I think so. Oh, no, Let me I think like about it. So, Justin Illusion. Step into, Step my, into world, my world, chain Mother reaction, Superior, Mother Chain Superior, Reaction, and then the other. One. Spoon, yeah, you're right. It's not yeah, your top five. Even, nah. No, it'd be in my top five. I love this song. I really like this song. Um, I think it's a great way to end the album as well. It's definitely an end, but I don't know if it's a great way. Okay. So we'll play Stand in Line to take us out. Yep. Okay, and we're done. Ten songs, one and done. Okay. Reviews. Surprised you bought that. You always thought you got gypped for ten songs. Probably bought on that's probably bought on cassette. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had a gap, so I used some sellotape oh, no. and <laughs> God. Uh, reviews. Not much. Finding reviews of Hurricane Number One is really tough. Th- uh, Babes, Babe and Co. Three out of five. Everything on Hurricane Number One seems so average. Average music, average lyrics, average performance showing, average emotions. That's what this album is. It's just another illusion. So is you. Review <laughs> Monkey Boy X 3 out of 5 A rather uneven And late attempt By former ride guitarist Andy Bell To ride Oasis's Coattails to stardom He's got one better Since then And joined them There's a real mix here With great tracks Like Step Into My World Just In Our Illusion And Strange Meeting Mixing almost equally With some of the worst Brick rock I've ever heard Still a pair of Classic singles And a couple of other Great tracks That makes it worth getting So you'd still buy it Yeah exactly Monkey Boy uh, Alright, I have this album thanks to a Monica Potter movie Who's that? I can barely go two weeks without blasting it This is what good rock music is all about An awesome groove and the lead guitarist let's rip Of course the genius behind this rock left to be a lowly bass player for a pop band <laughs> Go figure the money must be good. How else can anyone justify playing Wonderful, Wonderwall, a truly dreadful song, every night in concert for the rest of their lives? What a moron. Cheers to Andy for being content to have his name mostly associ- associated with a chump from Erasure. So there's another Andy Bell, Andy Bell Erasure. Yes. Right? Uh, one last one Quite Three out of five Quite often Oasis offshoots Will get lost Underneath the radar But Hurricanes number one Self-titled Title debut Hovers a bit higher Than generic Britpop Formerly of Ride Hurricane number one Is Andy Bell's baby Brash riffs And lush guitar precision Dominate the CD Occasionally falling Somewhere in between Fool's gold Distorted funk mm-hmm. And southern rock Plucking yep. The percussion Is straight out of Manchester Dancy rhythm Similar to the Charlatans Yep. Meeting Liam Gallagher type vocals mm-hmm. Yet more toned down And a little less sneer If you're searching for Britpop that's not bland Hurricane number one throws 70s classic rock Mid 90s Britpop And Manchester all together and makes it work You cannot go wrong I agree with that You like that? Yeah I do Okay What do you think you gave Hurricane number one's a score? Eight Gee you went bang on What do you think I gave it? Nine Eight and a half. Oh no Oh no Right, so the band, like I said, they are on Spotify. They are hard to find, and there's multiple albums, so be careful where you go. Uh, website, hurricane1.com, and at hurricane underscore number one on Twitter. Are they touring at the moment? No, they just did Japan. They've got nothing else coming up. Are you ready for number 14? It's a band we haven't covered yet. Okay. New band, not covered yet. 
We're getting really into the. I'm getting into it now. I can't wait to talk about this. I've, I've obviously kicked it off. A lot to talk about. Is there? Yeah. Do I like this band? Yes, you do. Although, one thing in the next episode, I like that it's really weird because obviously we're both attached to this album. But I, as a career in the 90s, I rated their albums quite a bit stronger than yours. So what I want to do is talk to the fact of, for you next week, why does the other albums not hold up in comparison to this album? Theme song? Very famous uh, musical show with the Radio 1 presenter back in the days. I can't wait to talk about this album. Okay, so the album is... Oh, Ocean Colour Scene. Mosley Shoals. We're doing that next week. Why do you want to talk about this album? Because this is a belter. It is a... <laughs> got to stop using that. But you're absolutely... This is a great album. And actually, I've been going through their sort of career. That genre. Um, that's lot. interesting because you're right. I don't go back to many other albums. You don't at all. There is there is quite a big gap between how I rate the albums and, and yours, which is why these guys haven't appeared in the in the charts so far. And um, I want to talk about that. I, I, and that hit home when I saw them live, and I can talk about that when I saw them recently. And I'd but love to see them live. I'm disappointed. Well, that I know, I know. I decided a good reason. All right, so next week, Ocean Colour Scene. We're at Twitter and Facebook at Britpop Banter. Email us, let us know. We want a shoegaze challenge, send us that. Uh, we've got five spots left of bands, so if there's any bands you're liking, put them in touch with us. Anything else, though? Done. Not bad. All right, cool. We'll see you next week. See ya, bye.